When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is December 20th. Coming to you on a Sunday. We're talking about LAFC beats Club America 3-1 in a chaotic, emotional game that had, you know, Miguel Herrera sent off at halftime. He had a Duarte Tuesta, got a red card, and just, just had all the emotions. And it looked like what people were calling on Twitter, LAFC was going to be CONCACAF. It was an incredible game by LAFC to overcome what they had to overcome. And here to help me talk all that, we got Daniel Schwartzman from Thun. Um, Daniel, como estas? How you doing? Hi, Gio. Thanks for inviting me. Let me tell you that this is the first time that I'm going to speak English. Uh, uh, I think I'm crazy because I know that I'm not ready, but I'll, I'll give it a try. So uh, sometimes I may use uh, words in Spanish. So let's let's talk in Spanglish if it's that, that's okay for you. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. We'll, we'll, we'll talk in Spanglish. So Daniel, he was at the game yesterday. He's been covering the CONCACAF uh, tournament this whole time while being there in the bubble. And he saw everything that went down yesterday. So let's start. Let's start off with the start of the game. Um, you know, to start off the game, it looked like the game was even until um, you know America Sebastian uh, Caceres scored the goal in the eleventh minute. What what did you think about America how, on how they started off this game? Gio, if I may, I would like to start with the context to understand what happened. Okay, uh, I think we, we have to understand. The contact. It, it, it was, I think, the most expected game in the tournament. Uh, first, uh, many people thought it was like a test for the Major League Soccer. There's this debate if the MLS is reaching the level of the Liga MX. Uh, there was pressure and responsibility for the LAFC. Uh, Carlos Vela also, it was a very emotional game for him. He left Mexico when he was 15 years old. Uh, he went to Arsenal and never came back to Mexico. So it was special for him uh, facing the first time uh, be, the biggest Mexican team that it's America. The America had pressure also. They lost in the playoffs against Chivas. And this tournament was the only way for them to save the season. And they had internal issues, players with uh, lack of effort, uh, young players from the academy stepping up. Uh, they played terrible against Atlanta. Uh, Miguel said that uh, they weren't scared from the LAFC because America, it's a greater name than, than the uh, LAFC team. So, uh, that's why there was so much tension and a lot of stake in that game. At the beginning, I think LAFC was much better, but America scores first. Uh, it was a physical game, 39 falls, uh, faltas uh, committed between the, both teams. And before, uh, let me tell you that uh, the, the referees had no personality. Of course, the CONCACAF referees, they were, they were so bad. And there is no bar uh, I think that with VAR, that would never happen. But uh, I've been told that the, the real version is that the CONCACAF wasn't ready with VAR, uh, with VAR referees. So every fall, the, the players scream so high, uh, they exaggerate. The, the, that was like more pressure for, for the referees. And then it came the, the fight that, that you said. Everything happened so quick. Uh, I haven't seen a replay yet, 
But let me tell you that Eduardo Atuesta made a little contact with, with Ochoa in the box. And Paco Memo cried like if he was dying. Uh, so the ref showed Edward a red card. That was very important. And immediately I asked Edward uh, what happened because uh, if he hit Mem or what, because Edward uh, was so angry that he was in the tunnels, in the tunnel. So he was, he didn't leave the pitch. Uh, I was near Edward and I asked him, and you know what he said? I did nothing. He's a payaso de mierda, like a, Clown, you a know? clown, yeah, Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah so. like a b-word clown, uh, which translate, yeah, th yeah, and that that, and I, I thank you, and thank you for bringing up the context because, um, you know that that is what you know what a lot of people, and I, you know, obviously you covering a lot of the Liga Americas and you being with Dune, people are obviously starting to notice, and obviously no bigger name than Carlos Vela, especially playing for LAFC. And just to go back on what Miguel Herrera said before the game, I have his quote. He said, LAFC is a good opponent, but fear is really an adequate word. We know LAFC is a strong team and that it does well, it does things well. We are an important institution. The Club America carries more weight than any MLS team. And I'm glad you brought that point because it kind of was showing, like, Miguel Herrera – He's not wrong to say that because it's Club America, but at the same time, you also got to back that up. And which what you're saying is uh, Club America has had, had issues this season. I don't know a lot of fans are calling for his head. They want they want a new coach. They're calling for uh, Pierre Herrera to be out. And for him to say that with a lot with everything that's going on with their club, and some of us, you know, here covering LFC, we're not aware of what's going on, but. He's kind of in the hot seat, right? He's kind of with with everything how the Liga MX like season went, and for him to kind of make a statement like that, and it kind of comes off as like you know we're above LAFC when in reality, when I was watching the Atlanta United game, I was like Atlanta United played a way better game against Club America, but I was like you know what? Okay, they're they're just playing. They already have a three zero lead. They don't really want you know they don't look they don't have the pressure right. But then I kind of saw the same thing that they dropped after they scored the goal. They kind of parked the bus on LAFC, and part of me was like, are they parking the bus because they they don't think LAFC can score them, or are they parking the bus because they don't really have an offensive tactics? You know, like just different things. And I think it was a little bit of both, and you know, to the point when Eduardo Twista, I, I saw the replay, and you know, and you being there. It was seeing it, you know, watching the replay, and it's unfortunate that they didn't have VAR. And I'm glad you brought up the point that Concacaf wasn't ready with VAR referees. I think you should have VAR because if you had VAR, right, that wouldn't have happened. Maybe Ochoa gets a yellow card into order. Twista stays there, but then you may be about to start to have. You might have not happened. You might have not seen Carlos Vela score two goals in one minute. But we don't know what happened. What what happened after that? But um, let's let's talk about what happened at halftime because you were there. We we got sent off. We didn't know. All we saw on TV when it when it came back on, we just saw Pio Correra going to the stands, and we thought I was like, okay, why are they having the stands? I think like him and Bob Bradley got into it. They they wanted to separate them, and then I'm like, did he get sent off? You know, why would he? Why wouldn't he not be on the field? He must have got sent off. You know, and then you start seeing him on a walkie-talkie, and then you start seeing people with suits, and it looked like he didn't want to leave, and you know they were asking him to leave, so. Explain to us what you saw there and what happened from Miguel Pio Correra. It was a mess, absolutely crazy. Uh, the first half ended and the commercial break was the best part. I recorded everything. It's on my Twitter account. Uh, it's a video, a minute, minute and a half more or less, uh, that has more than 120,000 views already. It's really impressive. Uh, there were many groups fighting, players, coaches, everybody. 
and one uh, Bob Bradley's assistant uh, pulled the hair of Miguel, and Miguel exploded. He swore he was looking for fight. He said many times, la concha de tu madre. It's like an Argentinian insult. Uh, it was shameful. I think that does not represent the, the America, the values of the club. And uh, he has to lead with, with the example to be more intelligent. Uh, they were winning with, with, with one more player. So it, it was really shameful. And uh, of course, the, the referee uh, showed the red card to, to Miguel. And then when the second half started, Miguel stayed in the seats in the second row. And uh, he didn't supposed to be there. And two people from CONCACAF were trying to take Piojo to another spot. And he didn't want it. Uh, he said, uh, show me the rules. Uh, I'm staying here. I, I, what are you saying? I know that those two, two guys from CONCACAF are Carlos Fernandez, director of competitions of CONCACAF, something like that, and Matias Tetamanti, head of club competitions. Uh, so Miguel told them, this tournament is a shit. Um, after minutes of back and forth, finally, he, he finally uh, went to, to, to the spot, but the, the show that, that, he, that, that he showed in, in the halftime, it was embarrassed, really. Uh, uh, the players, the a player from America were laughing of his own coach. I saw it, it's in the, in the video. So I think uh, Miguel maybe is going to, to, to renun uh, renunciar. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe he, he's going to step down from, from the team. Not, not only because uh, he lost, because the way he lost and the way he handled everything, he, he, he was a, the, the first responsible for, for, for last night, what, what happened. So that and the halftime show and in the beginning of the, of the second half, Miguel lo lost his mind. So I, I, I think Miguel, it, the, we have to blame, if you are an American America supporter, I think you have to, to blame Miguel for, for that loss. Yeah, because uh, you know you you could think of the context, right? Right before the, right before halftime, uh, you know Eduardo Tosta gets a red card. Uh, Club America already have the lead. LAFC is frustrated because they 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 got robbed. They feel like they got robbed. You know they feel like a, a call didn't go their way because in the, in that play, Eduardo Tosta just to go back got kicked in the stomach and looked like there could have been a penalty, and that's why Eduardo Tosta was on the ground. But to your point. Everything was going for Club America. And then uh, that little scuffle, whatever he had with uh, the LAFC assistant coach, I believe, is Ante Razov, which is set, mm. set him off. You know, and I, I'm just watching your video here just live. You know, it doesn't make sense because you have the lead. LAFC's hot. LAFC's, you know, upset of what's going on. If you're Miguel Herrera, why why get into that emotional battle with them? Like, if you're, you're right, if, if you know, and that's one thing about. Miguel Arara, right? With his emotions. That's that's the good and the bad that come with it, right? Like you get the emotion and passionate, but when it goes bad, it goes really bad. And we probably saw the it, it's the whole package with Miguel. Yeah. You know that it's the whole package. Yeah, right. So if we seen him at his best, and I think tomorrow yesterday, last night was one of his worst. And it, you know, just watching the video, it gives more context to actually what happened. And you know, it, and it, it is an embarrassment to him because they also lost. They were up one zero, and then they lose three one. And he's you know shown from the stance with the walkie talkie, trying to communicate with his assistants or whatever how to you know for the changes and all that stuff. And you don't really see that. You you know if you're sent off, you you have to give you know you have to be respectful that you got sent off. And you got you also got to see what's going on. And it also seems that Club America is really a mess right now. And that's something that us and people covering the MLS are, are not aware, but we kind of saw the whole fiasco. Not, to me, 
when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is more of this kind of reminded me of like USA versus Mexico type of games. Like there's always emotion and everything like that. That's what Bob Bradley said, Gio, sorry. After the, 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 the game, he said, Bob Bradley, that reminds me when I was coaching the US national team against Mexico, that rivalry. So exactly that's what, what he said. Yeah, no, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, to that point, it was it reminded me of that. But I, obviously, us not being there, no fans and everything. Obviously, relying on people like yourself, um, it didn't make sense for Pio Herrera to get that emotional when you have the lead, right? And, and you know what I'm saying? It do, it doesn't make sense, and this is really a bad look on him because on the on the how things played out. Like I said, he was on the he was on the stands, and then to start the second half, Carlos Vela scores two goals in one minute. You know, he's looking frustrated. He's, you know, he's, he's losing his mind, you know, up in the stands. And, you know, people keep going and showing him, like, people in suits kept trying to get him out, and he wouldn't leave. And it, and it doesn't represent what Club America is, right? And it doesn't represent, like you said, those values and what's going on. And it's really showing that, you know, it's kind of just put on this on this stage that, and, all, and to his comments that, you know, Club America has more weight than any MLS team. But when you lose to LAFC after making those comments and, the lose, and lose the way you did in an embarrassment fashion, you know, you kind of almost have to assume, obviously, I don't cover Liga Amakis or anything like that. If he wasn't already on the hot seat before, he has to be on the hot seat. And we may, we might have just saw his final game with Club America. I think so. Maybe he will resign today or very soon. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you, you said about the, the game against Atlanta. Atlanta had 64% uh, of the possession of the ball. And the, the man of the match was Memo Ochoa. So, yeah, in fact, America was playing awful. Uh, it hasn't been a, a good year, a good semester for, for America, as it was a great game for, for Carlos Vela. Let's talk about the, the best Mexican player, the most gifted player in the last, I don't know, five, ten years for, for, for Mexico. He played incredible. He did everything right. Uh, you said the two goals in the three minutes. And you know what? I think that the, the stamp of the team, uh, when LAFC uh, beat Leon, uh, they lost the first game 2-0. And then they won 3-0. And against Cruz Azul, at the, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, they were down 1-0. And then uh, they got victory. And uh, again, against America. So uh, that's... That tells me a lot of, of the LAFC resilience, and, and uh, they, they know how to how to, fa- to to fight back. And I know that Miguel Herrera ate his words. At least in Mexico, we say that se comió sus palabras. He said things about the LAFC. The America was greater. The LAFC was uh, so much better last night at, at the pitch. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know me being with the team and covering LAFC, you know, I was like, okay, them being down 1-0, but then I was like being down 1-0 and with them, with 10 men after it ordered twice, I was like, mm-hmm. I was at halftime, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know. And I didn't know what, what happened at halftime and everything. And it goes like, you know, Carlos Vela, he scored, he scored in five, five goals in four games, you know, versus Leon, Cruz Azul, not Club America. We see that extra motivation. We we saw how pissed off Carlos Vela was to start the game, and just when he, when he scored that first goal, you know he he uttered some words. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that Carlos Vela kind of uttered some words in Spanish after he scored that first goal against Memo Ochoa, and you really do get to see his greatness, right? You know, anytime I tell people, if you haven't seen Carlos Vela live, when you see him and you go to a game, you get you really get to see like his greatness and you really get to see when he touches the ball and he makes a quick little turn. He does things that are really, really hard or that only certain people 
in, the, in this world that can do. He makes them look so easy with just a pass, you know, a goal, just certain things. And when you see him live, you're like, dang, he is really good. The ball just sticks with him. And, and how he runs with the ball is just this, the same speed how, he, how he's running without the ball, you know, and just his, his quick direct, changing his quick directions and everything. And you got to see that that performance. And also, Liga MX fans got to see Carlos Vela, you know, and, and everybody watching this CONCACAF got to see the greatness of Carlos Vela and also the resilience of LAFC and Bob Bradley to have these guys come in the second half, start off and motivate them. Like, you know, we're not going down this way and we're going to come back and win this game one way or another. And it, it just they just found the momentum and two goals in one minute in the 46th and 47th minute just started things off right. And, you know, and it just everything started to work well for LAFC and then Club America looked like they were never able to get back into the game and and you know LAFC did everything they did especially on the defensive end you know even even uh even in the midfield like you know Latif Blessing came in and we saw Danny Masovsky come out for him but like you know some of the changes that Bob Bradley made to have the game and you know those those quick decisions and just like who to put in who does up in like a lot of credit has to go to Bob Bradley and his coaching staff and also obviously the players and the way they performed last night for sure and uh, what you said about Bella, he's also a leader. He's such a strong player. I think that he thinks faster than, than, than the rest of the players. He knows what he's going to do. He's one step ahead. And uh, playing against a Mexican team was very special for him. There was a rumor last week that the America wants uh, to hire Carlos Bella, but the, the Piojo said a couple of days ago that that was never going to happen because uh, Carlos... Uh, the, the contract of, of Carlos earned much money here that they, they cannot pay in Mexico and that he also has some offers uh, from Europe. So, uh, but I, I don't know, uh, Carlos doesn't like uh, to, to be uh, on the spotlight on, on, on the TV. So in Mexico will be very, very hard for him. Uh, and uh, he's very happy in, in LAFC and the team and the city. Everybody's so happy with, with, with Carlos Vela. And he has scored five goals. He and Andre Pirginiak from Tigres are the leading scoring. So, in the final, I think they were going to, to decide who, who is going to be the, the top scorer of the tournament. Yeah, and I, I mean that that's gonna that's gonna be a great matchup uh, versus Tigres. But be, before we get into, it, I just I just want to finish a little bit more of this game. So uh, LAFC is the first team is the first team to beat three Liga MX teams, you know, in, in Concacaf camp, competition. You know, what? How is LAFC, you know, being looked at now after they beat Club America in in Mexico? You know, and the Liga MX teams. We know they they knocked off Club Leon, right? Who's the Liga MX champions? But that happened back in February. We saw them beat Cruz Azul. Now we see them beat America. And obviously we're going to see them play Tigres. If they're somehow, right, they overcome and they beat four Liga MX teams, how do you think LAFC, the MLS, is going to be viewed uh, in Mexico? They earn respect, absolutely. If, there, if there's one thing that uh, to a Mexican, it hurts that the, 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 the U.S. The people, the, the U.S. teams uh, beat Mexico in soccer. So Me Mexicans always say that uh, U.S. They, they don't play good soccer. The MLS it's uh, much lower level than the Liga MX. They are too far from us. They know now that they're, it's very close. Teams like LAFC and others are are very close now. So I think they earn the the respect. And people who used to say that, uh, I think now they are going to think twice when they uh, think about the LAFC and the MLS because this victory was not only of LAFC. I think it was from the old, uh, the old MLS. 
Yeah, no, and, and obviously this is the, obviously the only MLS team that was left after Atlanta United got eliminated by Club America, but there was there was, there was just so much going into this, right? And you know, LSC have also had a tough year, but they're in a tournament like this. If you get hot, you you start you you know you ride the wave, and that's what it seems like LAFC like they're starting to finally get in sync and everything, and they also got the motivation, and obviously they got the leader Carlos Vela. Well, I know Bob Bradley had mentioned he may not be at, at his full form yet, but he's looking really, really close at, at his full form that we saw before uh, his injury back, back in, you know, back, back in, before the MLS back tournament, you know, before all this COVID stuff happened, you know, I, I think he's really, he's really there. If not, he's really close, especially, you know, the way he's scoring goals. And like you said, he reads the game so much faster than any other, any other player, maybe on the field or, you know, than some of his teammates, just, just to be fair, but he knows when to make certain things. He knows and he, he's more of the quiet leader, right? Like you said, he doesn't like to be mm. in the spotlight. Obviously, we know that he, he doesn't really do that many media calls or press calls. But, you know, just for him to elevate this, the, his game out the way he's done it the last couple of days and taking it to the next level, now they're going to go ahead and face uh, Club Tigres, who Club Tigres to me is looking really, really sharp. I don't think you're going to see some of the mistakes that we've seen Club America or some of the emotional things that happened with Cruz Azul or Club America, they look like a more sharp team. They look like a more a decisive team. And they've, they've uh, I think they beat, I, I was watching the game, uh, Olympia, was it three, uh, was it three zero? I forgot, I forgot what the, what they, what they beat them. I was watching the game a little bit, but the teams, they, they, even at NYCFC, they beat them pretty bad, but they control, Tigres controls and dictates the game. Um, how do you see this matchup with LAFC and Tigres? I think Tigres is a favorite for, for this team. Since the beginning, I said that they were the, the favorite. The, the roster from Tigres, it's amazing. They just keep bringing players and players and uh, forwards. Now they have Carlos Gonzalez. It's a Paraguayan extraordinary uh, uh, forward. He's not in the, in the tournament, but that's, that, that's what Tigres has. And uh, a lot of uh, continue with many players. Seven players from Tigres have played every minute of single game the the team that they, they the team that they had they know each other perfectly they play uh, three finals in the last five years and since the first final the most of the group they are together so they know perfect the, the team they have uh, a lot of talent in every single line they have andre pierre gignac that is uh, arguable the the second third best uh forging player that has ever come to the liga mx they had a uh, Guido in the middle. They had uh, a great goalkeeper like, like, like Nahuel. Uh, the Tuca, it's a fantastic uh, coach. So I think they have to be the, the favorite. You, you said against the Olympia, against in, uh, New York uh, Football City Club, they were uh, so much better than, than they scored. They scored a lot of goals. And it's not even only Gignac. Everybody scores uh, goals in, in, in Tigres. So I think they are favorite, but... Uh, it's going to be a tough, very tough, because LAFC, that's what, what, what he best does. Uh, he uh, bites in all, all the section of the pitch. So I think it's not going to be easy for, for Tigres. Uh, Tuca knows that. So they are going to be very careful. Uh, I think Tigres is favorite, but uh, LAFC uh, will face this game with mm, no, no, no pressure, I guess, because nobody believes in LAFC uh, after a not very good year. Uh, and the CONCACAF, I mean, you said which teams they beat. León is a champion from the football Mexicano. Cruz Azul, one of the biggest clubs in, in Mexico, although they haven't uh, won a championship in 23 years. And America, so 
they, they call him in Mexico el Mata Gigantes, the giant killer of the Mexican team. So imagine if they beat Tigres, they would have been the, the four of the, I don't know, five, six best clubs in, in Mexico. So that will be awesome. I think they have, they have nothing to lose. And the pressure is going to be on the Tigres side. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on those, on both those. Uh, Tigres is a favorite, but they also have the, the pressure. And we saw an emotional Pio Horada crack under that pressure with Club America with everything going on. Tuca Ferretino and, you know, Gignac and Quinones, they look motivated. They look they look on point. I mean, uh, the way they, can, like I said, the way they control their game and the way they, they move that ball around. And they, I think we even saw Quinones, um, you know, give assists to, like, uh, when they played in NYCFC. I think he almost had three, every, three, three, assists. three assists, right? Three assi- yeah, three assists. So, you know, that midfield, uh, you know, that, that midfield and then, and then up top with Gignac, LAFC and their defense, you know, in the midfield, they're, they're going to have their hands full. But it, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting game game to watch, right? Because you have Gignac versus Vela, right? And you like you said, you have LAFC have already beaten three, three Mexican clubs. Now if they beat Tigres, it's going to be another world one. But there's a there's a lot there to handle. How do you see if LAFC are able to uh, to beat Tigres? How do you think they can beat Tigres? I think they have to be very careful and on defense with, with Gignac, with the, uh, the the air ball, the juego aéreo. It's going to be very tough for the LAFC. They have to be very concentrated. And of course, they had to play um, al, al contragolpe, you know, with Carlos Vela on, on, on one side, with, with Rossi in, in the other side. And uh, I think that that's the, the best part of, of LAFC. Very careful on defense, on the, on the, on the uh, in the juego aéreo and, and uh, with Carlos Vela, he has to step up again, yet again against the the Tigres that they had. I think their last opportunity because uh, many players from Tigres are like 30 plus year old, and uh, next year they are not going to play this tournament. Uh, it's going to be uh, America, uh, Monterrey, León, Cruz Azul. So uh, they had to they had to step up too. Uh, but I think that was that that could be the the key of the game with, with Bella and especially on on defense. Yeah, and we should we I should also mention, you know, obviously what's at, what's at stake here. You have uh, you know, the the world competition, right? The Club World Club and I think it maybe uh was it Qatar? I don't I'm not sure where it's playing, but the winner of this goes to the Club World Cups, you know, plays teams that I don't know who's in it, like typically teams like uh, you know, um Barcelona, Real Madrid, like you know, the biggest clubs in the world mm-hmm. are in this tournament and this gives LAFC an opportunity to also be on the world stage with all those other big clubs just yet in their third year, you know, potential, you know, going into the fourth year, that would be such a feat. And also being the first MLS team to ever win the CONCACAF, you know, and, you know, to get there, that, that'd just be quite the feat for LAFC and, you know, just to accomplish that on who they beat to, to get there. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure because Tigres want that. Tigres want to get on that world stage. And I know LAFC want to get on that world stage as well. But there's there's just so many different things, and I agree with you. You know, some of, and I think it's gonna be a tough task going going against Tigres because what we've seen the LFC be vulnerable is is in the air, you know, in the air, and that's where you know uh, Tigres has been the best. Like Gignac has had a couple header goals, just been incredible. And we saw yesterday when, when Club America scored their first goal or their, their only goal, they scored it off a corner kick header, and you know that's. That's where sometimes the LFC is more is more vulnerable on those on the, on the, on those set pieces, and that's what we've seen. You know, Gignac be better in the air and all those different things. But I think 
to your point, if they're able to be patient and if they're able to come on their counterattack with L- with Carlos Vela, we haven't really seen too much of, of Diego Rossi, but I think if we see a Diego Rossi a little bit more integrated into the game, and I think, um, you know, at times with these Liga MX teams, the, the, the game of the, the pace of the game is a lot quicker, right? The, I, I think we saw in Cruz Azul, even Club America, and the game is going to be a lot quicker, even with Club Tigres, especially with those counterattacks. Do you see that same point? Do you view it the way? I, I think so, yeah. And you know what? I think Rossi plays better with no Carlos Vela on the field. And, and the games that Carlos Vela was not with the team, I think Rossi stepped up and maybe he's like the, the start of the team. So I, I think he plays better when, when Carlos is not on, on the pitch. But um, it's going to be tough. You know, Tigres, they have never uh, won this tournament before. So I said it, it, maybe it will be the their last time. And it's amazing. You said LAFC, it's what, three, four years? What they've achieved, it's like if I know this team like forever, for many, many years. No, it's a very short story, but they succeed in that uh, short period of time. It's, it's amazing for the team. Yeah, no, and you're right about that. It's just like with that, with that short period and everything that they're doing right now, you know, it just it gives everybody in the MLS, I know whether you're an LAFC fan or not, but it gives uh, teams in the MLS just not just hope, but like, momentum and positive like yeah like that th- we're growing you know look at where lafc is at look at where the mls is at and everything's going the right way right but also to uh, i want to i want to ask you do you feel like a lot i know we've seen players like pisaro and we've seen players like carlos vela but do you feel like players like younger that are younger like 15 16 you know will start to transition uh to mls clubs instead of going to to the academies or the second teams in liga and mackey's teams do you think they're going to start, you know, like, hey, instead of going, it's staying in the Liga Mackey's team, let me go to MLS team. Let me go where Carlos Vela is at, or let me go to Atlanta United, or let me go to any MLS team that I see things are going. Absolutely. I think that's uh, the, the future, and that's what the, the Mexican player wants r- right now. Uh, besides the preparation, uh, professional as a player, they, they like, they love to, to be in, in the U.S. They have better uh, quality life for them, for, for their family. So uh, most of the Mexican players that come here, yeah, it, it's sometimes because of money, but also because they wanted to live here. And now the MLS has grown a lot in the academies. Um, they had a great eye. Many players now, they come from the, from the academies near where the teams are. So yeah, I, I think that is very attractive for, for, for Mexican. And there's this, there's this idea actually that MLS and Liga MX, they can make a, a fusion in the, in, the, in the future maybe. So yeah, I think uh, MLS is growing a lot in every single way, in the show, in the players, in the, in the level, in the young people, in the, in the young players, of course. So yeah, I think in every single spot, MLS is uh, is is winning, winning, and winning every time more to the to the Liga MX. Yeah, no, and it's it's definitely getting more attractive. And to your point that you know those those rumors that we've heard that Liga MX and MLS. I know I, I believe Don Garber was on ESPN. I think with Taylor Twelman talking about that. But you know he said you know just to fair, paraphrase from what I remember, he said that they were they were far away from that. There's a lot of different things because you know, how MLS handles the salaries and, you know, player caps and different things like that. There's a, there's a lot of things going on. And you also got to imagine, um, 
how many teams there are in Liga MX and how many teams there are in the MLS, you know, maybe uh, we don't know if you'd have like a pro relegation uh, type of thing like you do in Europe, you know, and that, that, that'd be, that'd be very interesting, but a very, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about that right now because the way MLS is growing and they're developing and then just to combine one big, like super league, uh, could be could be entertaining, could be enticing, but um, I don't know. I, I, as of right now, I'm not that excited because I, I, I like the competition where you have CONCACAF and it, where it's la- raising the bar. But let me ask you, I've, heard, I've also heard of like, you know, MLS teams and I think Liga Yanaki's playing in Copa Libertadores. Uh, what, what do you think of that and have you heard that? Mexican teams used to play in Copa Libertadores and that was the best thing ever. They uh, increase their level facing uh, South American teams that they are so hard, so strong. Mexico had many great players uh, when they used to go and play Libertadores. You remember Cruz Azul when he Mm -hmm. faced Boca, uh, Chivas when he faced River. So I think that really helps to the the Mexican player to get like an international touch with uh, another kind of, of level, another kind of uh, football, very physical. Uh, I think they grow a lot playing against the Libertadores. I know that the distance are very hard and uh, sometimes also the, the schedule and the, 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 the calendars, everything, it, it's not easy. But uh, I think that will be a great, great uh, idea if, if it is possible that MLS and Liga MX will... Uh, will participate in the Libertadores. Also, in the economical side, it's going to be great for, for everybody. Um, I'm sure that Copa Libertadores and the South American teams would love to, to have Mexican and MLS teams. They had a lot of money also. But in the level of the football, it's great. Especially now with the teams with MLS, I think that will be awesome for, for them. I, I really loved watching uh, Copa Libertadores when the Mexican team participated. When when they stopped doing that, I, I really stopped watching a lot of Copa Libertadores. Yeah, and to your point, and, that, and that's when I was younger too. When I was young, I remember those, and that's that's how I found out who Boca Juniors was, and that's how I found out who River, you know, River Plate was, and you know, that's when you like you expanded and you started seeing all these different players. And I hope we do get back to that, right? And also, you add the the mix of the MLS teams to get there. You know, imagine playing, imagine seeing Carlos Vela and Bob Rally and you know the rest of the team, you know, going up against you know Boca Juniors or going up to you know I think Peña. I think I don't know if Peña was there, but also you know Peña where Diego Rossi, you know, and Brian Rodriguez came, which is just exciting. Um, how do you what do you what do you make of uh, LAFC and how they recruited such a young talent? Because not that much, not that many people in Liga MX or Mexico no no LAFC outside of Carlos Vela they may have no Bob Bradley but there's no really other big name uh, outside of Carlos Vela right so you're you're starting people are starting to see who you know get starting to get to know Latif Blessing who was rumored to be linked to Tigres and then you know Bob Bradley shut that down but what what do you make of all you know the fans getting to know the rest of this team that's outstanding book because it's not only Carlos Vela LAFC has a lot of talent and uh, well-developed talent and a great eye. For example, Mahala, or Poco, who scores in two, two games ago, uh, Bob Bradley went to Ghana, to Accra, to an academy five days, and he saw it, and he said, yeah, I, I want this, this guy. And I think uh, in, on October, they, they signed it. So they made, a, they made a really great job. And uh, maybe some of the players, uh, like we say in Mexico, it's not, uh, no, no es una, un equipo de... 
de nombres, sino de hombres. It's not like uh, stars, but uh, it's like a... It's not a, yeah, it's not a team full of stars, but a team full of men. Oh, a, a team full of men, exactly. So maybe besides Bela or Rossi, the rest are great players. Uh, they, they are not in the spotlight, you know, because of the, the start of the team. But the, the talent, it's, it's there. They were great. And some, 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 some said that when Edward Atuesta was injured, it was more important uh, that Edward was not on the pitch than Bela. And, you know, in Mexico, nobody knows Edward Atuesta. But now they know. Now they know uh, Latif. Now they know the people from, from, from LAFC. So I think that's great for them. Yeah, and you know, to your point, Eduardo Tuesta, because Eduardo Tuesta is right there in the midfield. He really controls the game, right? If you think about it about basketball, he's like the point guard, right? He he gets the ball. He dictates where the ball is going to go. He tries to dictate, okay, let's let's get more offensive or let's get the ball more to Carlos Vela or like you know let's get an aerial pass. Um, how do you think this game is gonna is you know is gonna match up for LFC because they're gonna be without you know the player that helps them control the game obviously we do you do have Janela you do have Latif Blessing but how do you see this LAFC team without Eduardo Tuesta? It's going to be very hard because Eduardo besides that he's a, a great player he's like a leader in the midfield so uh, not having Eduardo Tuesta it could affect mentally to some of the players that feel unprotected maybe I think Edward it's uh, such a key, key player I, I'm, I think uh, It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough uh, for, for Edward. Other, other guys going have, have to, to step up. So that's why I said that the keys is going to be the airplay and, you know, Bella and, 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 and Rossi because at the midfield, there, there's Guido, there's Carioca with Tigres, and I think it's going to be very tough to beat the Tigres in the, in the mid-half. Do you think, I know that I've been seeing this around uh, on Twitter, but do you think there's any chance that Duarte Tuesta's red card gets uh, renounced or, you know, they take the red card away after looking at the replay? Do you think CONCACAF will do anything like that and give let our Duarte Tuesta play in the final? Or do you think, no, it's not going to happen? You know what? That's a great question. I haven't heard anything uh, here uh, at Orlando, but I will ask because uh, I don't know. It will be like, Justice. Edward did nothing. That's not a red, a red card, and with no bar, it's so, so hard for for the referees. I would love to see Edward Atuesta and, and make justice and make the right call for the referees for for the Concacaf, but I don't think so because it was already a mess that that game. So if they overturn that that call, maybe they're going to like like to accept that they, they lost control absolutely. So I see that it's going to be very hard Edward to to play. I would love to, and I will ask if they know something about it. Cool, though. You know, that, that, that'd be great. That'd be great to hear, you know, everything. All right, Daniel, give us a prediction. What's, what's, what's your prediction for the final? Honestly, I think uh, Tigres is a, a better team. Uh, it's going to be a tough match, but I, I think Tigres because uh, they have the whole team. Uh, it's a completely team. They know each other perfectly. They have so much talent. They control the ball very good. They had, I mean, having Gignac on your team, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm entered to the pitch and I'm already, I'm, I'm winning like 1-0 in Gignac normally always scores. He, he, I think he intimidated the, the opponent. Uh, the Tuca, it's great. He's awesome. He knows, he knows everything. He, he's, he's perfect. He knows his, his players. Um, they had a good bench. Um, I mean, I see Tigres that they have no, no faults, so 
I think they are going to to win by by one goal. I hope not. I hope LAFC uh, can step up, but I I know they they are going to win, but, but but it's going to be very hard for them with uh, without Edward. I think they lost a, a lot. That, that's why they have to be very concentrated, very focused mentally in the important moments. So I think Tigres uh, is going to win two goals to one. That's my yeah, prediction. I, I'm with you. I think they're the favorites. Um, you know, I also think if any, if there's any year that an MLS team wins it, it's this year, right? And to your credit, right, Gignac uh, is, a, is, a, is an incredible talent. But if there's any year that an MLS teams wins it, it has to be this year. I don't know how they win it. And I'm with you. I think they got if LAFC wins it, they win it by one. This game's gonna be decided by one goal. I don't see uh, I don't see Tigres beating LAFC 3-0 or 2-0, you know, 4-0, have they have they beaten other teams, you know, but I also don't see LAFC, even if they go down, because they've been down every single every single matchup against every single club and we have the resilience. I you know, I, I think LAFC if they do win this game, they 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 win this by one, but it's gonna they they're gonna have to play like an almost perfect game without Eduardo Tuesta, you know, with no mistakes and limited mistakes in the back line that don't really cost him. And, you know, obviously Vela being at his best, you know, showing his greatness one more time at his best, you know, and, you know, helping LAFC overcome this win. But Daniel, man, I appreciate you. Um, that's all the time we have. For the people that don't already follow you, and obviously you're in, you're in Orlando, you're covering the, the CONCACAF, you're, you're going to be in at the final. Let the people know where they can follow you. Sure. My Twitter account, it's uh, Daniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, Daniel, uh, T-U-D-N, T-U-D-N. So that's my Twitter account. And another uh, point is that on the final, uh, they're going to play, if it's necessary, extra time and then penalty shots. In the oh, other, so they the are going to play extra time. Okay, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, in, in the other rounds, there was directly to penalty shot. That there was never the case. But now it's going to be if... If it's the case, uh, an extra time and then penalty shot. That if that's the case, I think Tigres has the advantage, especially for Nahuel Guzman. He's a, a, a great goalkeeper, and he he gets in the mind of the of, of the opponent. So I think that's a plus for for, for Tigres. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought up that point about the extra time because we haven't seen extra time. And I think we haven't seen extra time because they, they wanted to, you know, have these games as quick as possible. And we didn't, haven't seen any, we haven't seen a game go to penalties. And I don't want to see this game go to penalties. You know, I, I want mm. to see, I, even though I know that's emotional, I want to see, I want to see the, I want to see one of the teams win either in extra time or in the full time because in penalties, anybody can win it. But uh, I hope someone wins it either in the regular time or extra time. For me, I'm just not a fan of, you know, I guess even if LAFC wins it, but it, it just doesn't feel like, at least to me, it doesn't feel like, okay, they really beat them. It kind of almost feels like penalty. Sometimes it could just be like a like flip, a flip coin. coin. Yeah, like a flip yes, coin. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, um, I get you. But it, I mean, that, but that also goes to show how equal the teams really are, you know, how, yeah. how, how equal the teams really are, you know. But it's, it's going to be exciting, man. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy you're there. I'm happy you're, you're able to cover it. Cover it, And, guys, give him a follow and check out his Twitter. Uh, you know, obviously check out the video of Miguel Herrera losing it. There, uh, You know, he has it right there on his Twitter. I was watching this. So a lot of insight. And it's awesome um, that, that you're, you know, that you're there and you're able to help us on it. Uh, you know, I appreciate you being on. Guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify, wherever you get your music. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Gio Garcia LA, And make sure to check us out on LA Soccer Hub, posting all the breaking news, content, soccer content, the goals, and everything from CONCACAF. 
For Daniel, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.